Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we're continuing our discussion of a prayer Paul prayed for Christians in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 1, verses 16 through 23. We find a prayer that Paul prayed, a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. That means it's perfectly in agreement with the will of God, and it will get an answer, and the answer is yes. Paul prayed that Christians would know well, let me, let me say it this way. He prayed that Christians would have greater revelation and insight in three specific areas as they grew to know God more and more. He prayed that they would know the hope of God's calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and he prayed that they would know the exceeding greatness of his power toward them. We're beginning with the hope of his calling or the hope given by God's call. Hope pertains to the future. God has called believers to something in our future, which if we know it, will inspire hope or expectation of coming good. Now, we've been working on the fact that to appreciate your future, you have to understand a little bit about your past. Because your past and God's purpose give you hope for the future. By your past, I'm not talking about the time since you were conceived in your mother's womb up until today. I'm talking about before that. Now, you didn't exist before the moment of conception in your mother's womb. But because God is all-knowing, he knew you before he formed the earth. He knew you would exist. He knew when you'd be conceived, where you'd be born, what you'd be like. And Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 says he chose you to become his son or daughter through faith in Christ. And then he called you to that. A time came in your life when he called you or invited you to become part of his family through faith in Christ. And hopefully you had the good sense to respond to that. And you now have a future and a hope because of that. <clears throat> God created you in Adam, potentially. If we could trace your lineage, you'd go all the way back to Adam. Because all of us are descended from Adam. You know that. God created you in Adam before sin was ever an issue. And his very first comment about you was very good. Genesis one thirty one. God surveyed his creation, all that he had created, and declared it to be very good. Men and women are lost in the pig pen of sin. Adam and man in Adam has gone into the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death. Although humanity is lost in the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death, We've been created by God and we're loved by God, even in our fallen condition. And we have the potential to be transformed into holy, righteous sons and daughters of God through salvation. When you answered the call 
to become God's son or daughter through faith in Christ. When you came to yourself and made the decision to leave the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death behind, a process of transformation began, which is restoring you to the purpose for which God has called you, which is to be his holy, righteous son or daughter. Now, those are whole cans of worms for another day, but that's how your past being called of God chosen by God influences your present when you answer that call you become a child of God and a process of transformation begins and it gives you a future and a hope Jesus went to the cross to die for our sin so that they can be removed and we can be fully restored to our created purpose which is sonship and relationship with God Salvation is a supernatural transformation and restoration by the power of God. When you understand the overall plan of God and your part in it, it is a tremendous source of hope. God has called or invited all men to come back to him through faith in Christ. You have a past that precedes this life in that God has always known you and God actually knows a perfect you and is in process of restoring you to that if you've bowed your knee to Jesus as Savior and Lord. But when you understand the overall plan of God and you understand that you have a past that precedes this life and a future that will outlast the day you die is a tremendous source of hope. Your past is filled with promise and potential and your future holds the realization of that promise and that potential. Now, let's add more to what the Bible, or, or let's add more to our understanding of the hope to which we've been called. I'm going to look in the book of Romans. The epistle to the Romans was written to believers living in the city of Rome. Paul had never been to the city, but he was planning to make a trip there. And he sent this epistle first to lay the groundwork for his visit. It's actually his longest letter, and it's his most systematic presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to read Romans chapter 8 verses 29 and 30, but before I read it, I want you to notice that Paul told the Romans what he told the Ephesians. That's where we started out this week. Actually, we started out there last week. Paul told the Ephesians, the people that he was praying for, that they would know the hope of God's calling. He told them, before God formed the earth, he knew you, and in love he chose you to become his son or daughter through what Jesus would do for you. Well, that's exactly what Paul told the Romans because he's explaining the gospel and this is what the gospel is all about. Let me start in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom God did foreknow, there's that idea, God knew about us before he ever formed the earth. For whom God did foreknow, he did also predestinate. There's that word again. He decided something about us before he ever formed the earth, before we ever existed. He knew about us at that point, and he decided something. He also predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He decided to make us sons 
through Christ and then make us like Jesus. Jesus is the pattern for God's family. Now, we discussed that last week. Jesus is God become a man without ceasing to be God. Fully God, fully man. But on earth, he did not live as God. He lived as a man in dependence on God, his Father. And in doing so, he showed us what sons of God look like, what men and women who've been transformed into sons or daughters of God through the new birth, what they look like. God wants sons and daughters who are like Jesus in character and power. That's been his intention since before he created the earth. And salvation is about God reclaiming what he lost to sin and then restoring us to what he always intended. Sons and daughters who are free from all trace of sin, corruption, and death, and fully glorifying to God in every part of our being. You don't become Jesus. To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ doesn't mean we become Jesus. It means we become like him in character and power, and we become like him in the sense that we're free from every trace of sin, corruption, and death, and we're fully glorifying to to God in every part of our being. See, that was God's plan for you since before he formed the earth. Now, to accomplish this purpose, let me continue here. That was verse 29. Verse 30 goes on to explain how God accomplished this plan, how he took sinners and made it possible for them to become sons who are like Jesus in character and power. Verse 30, moreover, whom he did predestinate, those God knew about beforehand, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. He called us or invited us to this future. He justifies us. To justify means to make us as though we had never sinned through the power of the cross, and he glorifies us. To glorify us means to transform every part of our being with eternal life. Now, we'll discuss being justified and glorified in later lessons. But for right now, I want to focus on the fact that he's called us. This is exactly what he told the Ephesians in the prayer he prayed for us. Paul uses the same word here as he did in his prayer. The word called means to invite to a banquet. See, here's my point. You may have been a surprise to your parents when they found out they were pregnant. You might have even been a mistake. More than a surprise, you were a mistake. But God knew about you before he ever formed the earth. You weren't a surprise to him, nor were you a mistake. God knew about you, and he chose you before he formed the earth. God wants you in his family, and he has called you or invited you into it. Paul hammered on this point because he wanted Christians to know that they're part of something bigger than this life. Friend, if you're a Christian today, you're part of something bigger than this life. This perspective helps us in the midst of life's struggles. If you know that your past is filled with promise and potential, see what promise, what potential? The the potential to become a holy, blameless son or daughter of God and the promise of living in loving relationship with Almighty God in the home he made for you and I, which is this earth. If you know that your past is filled with promise and potential and your future includes realization of both, 
you'll deal more effectively with whatever comes your way in this present life. Now, we'll elaborate on all this in future lessons, but here's my point. We're almost out of time. This world is not as it should be, nor is it as God intended because of sin. Adam's sin unleashed a curse of corruption and death in both the human race and the earth itself. We could do whole lessons on it. Life in a sin-cursed earth is filled with challenges, struggles, and frustrations. Because people don't understand what's going on, they sometimes struggle with, how could a loving God let life be so difficult? How can he allow so much suffering? Now, we could do entire lessons on it but and we'll, we'll elaborate more tomorrow we're almost out of time but our point right for now is this life is not all there is this is the pre-life to the greater and better part of our existence more tomorrow you've been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ to order this week's teaching on CD be ready for our number coming up soon Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30pm near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.